A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, welcome to Red Men News. It's me, it's Steho, and we're here with your dose of daily news. And we are back today by The Athletic, the home of football writing. Uh, they've partnered up with us. We're really proud to have them on board because we truly believe in their content. Um, there's no ads, no annoying pop-ups, anything like that. If you want 50% off your yearly subscription, go to www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash Red Men News. Uh, as you know, uh, they've got some belter writers over there, James Pearce and Simon Hughes are the two Liverpool guys. We're going to actually start with a James Pearce article today. And it was something that they broke at the Athletics Day, and it was broken over the weekend. Uh, it was that Liverpool are facing Carabao Cup expulsion after concerns over Kiravea eligibility. Now, it's not quite as serious as that. Its precedent has been set with Sunderland back in 2014. Yeah. But the Athletic can exclusively reveal the EFL have launched an investigation after it emerged Pedro Kiravea came off the bench in last Wednesday's 2 0 win. Uh, having not featured in the first team for three years, was not did not satisfy the registration criteria to feature in the competition. It is understood the administrative issues with the FA concerning the Spaniards' international transfer certificate, the ITC. Uh, Liverpool could not receive it without the FA's intervention, which was requested back in July. Stay. This is mad. I mean, imagine getting kicked out of the Carabao Cup because of Pedro Caravella. Great. <laughs> Maybe that's the plan. Just could just burn this off. Um, it's Oz. We've, we, we've had this before. Remember the Joel Matip? Cameroon wasn't allowed to play for us type thing. I'm very surprised that Liverpool got to this situation actually because with Matip, he had, hadn't actually done much wrong but Liverpool was scared that if they picked him and then it turned out he was ineligible it was going to cause them issues so we never had him, we never had him for a while, remember? Yeah, it was a good in January. Yeah. I'm surprised Liverpool if there was any doubt at all because with all due respect to Pedro Chiavella, Liverpool didn't need to pick Pedro Chiavella because he could have brought any young midfielder on. You know, there was, he, had, he could have put, picked anyone from the, from the youth team on the bench so... It's, it's a, clearly an oversight. Yeah, then. it's an, it's even an oversight. Someone's dropped the ball somewhere, haven't they? It's a bit, it's a bit mad. Like, listen, I imagine if they, if they do get found guilty, I, like you say, Sunderland got fined when when it happened to them a couple of years ago. Um, it just it's quite odd for Liverpool because Liverpool I, I, again they were over cautious with Matip to then for this one to fall through the cracks again, knowing that they had to um, do a special request for this certificate a, a couple of months ago. I'm surprised they again even took the risk. Again, it isn't like you've, you've picked Sadio Mane to play against. You know Barcelona. You pick Pedro Chiavella to play 
MK Dons. Like, why was he there if there was any doubt whatsoever? It, it seems quite odd. Yeah, and yeah, another story broken by James Pearce at The Athletic uh, straight after it was a contract the other week was the last one that they broke as well. Uh, so going to go with something a little bit different. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg's official website, they've had interviews with a lot of the players and the manager uh, of Red Bull Salzburg ahead of our Champions League sign. I've got something highlighted. It's quite far down. They, they talk to them about a load of different things, how to conquer nerves on the pitch and how to use mental tricks. But one of the things that I find really interesting, other than like the tactical stuff, is how to deal with Liverpool's Anfield. And and the manager says it really well. I've got it highlighted here. So this is talking about how to deal with the power of Anfield. There's nothing you can really do to prepare for these special environments. It's so powerful. I try to tell the team in moments like this, don't fear it, love it, love that you're in that environment, enjoy it. The more negativity comes at you, feed off it. Fearlessness is always a key element for success in professional sports. The one nice thing about coaching young players is that they're inherently fearless. One of our strengths is our youthfulness and our naivety, but we're going to find a way to use that as an advantage. It's a really interesting article, actually. Do go over it and check it out. I mean, we've seen so many teams falter under the lights at Anfield, certainly in the Champions League, most recently our last Champions League home game against Barcelona. Do you think Salzburg will be able to sort of harness it? And does it really exist for the group games? Yeah, it, it could it could do, I don't know. It probably won't be as much. I've heard other players come on and I, and I'm like, again, there'll be people watching now who will, who will remember the likes of, of Leroy Sane and stuff saying, oh, it won't bother us. And only to only players, oh, it's only a game, it's only, it's only a place. And that's nonsense. Like it, it does, it does affect teams. And every time I see a manager, an opposition manager, player bring her up saying, you know, doesn't bother us. We're not going to let it. I'm just like, yeah, absolutely fine. Bring it on. This fellow's gone the other way. He's gone. Listen, there's nothing we can do about it. We've just got to cope. It, 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 it isn't nothing. It is a thing. Let's acknowledge it exists and work our way through it. It's a an interesting approach. I've read this myself. Actually, it's, it's a really good piece. Again, on the on the Salzburg website, Red Bull. I've got some good uh, good people over there doing some content and stuff. Um, it's very interesting, like they talk about the dealing tactically, how do you deal with Sane, with uh, Sather and Mane. It's a good piece. And I, I thought that was a really interesting quote in that a lot of managers will try to play things down and sometimes, play, listen, football players aren't stupid. They know when their managers tell them porky pies, you know what I mean? Like, oh, don't worry about that. We'll do our game. No, no. He's fully embraced it and he's probably worked on it with his team and gone, actually, if it's a close game, Anfield, might, this might happen, it might get raucous. You're gonna to have to. Here's how we're gonna deal with it. Whether it's you know, slow the game down, little, little little injury, little drink here and there, do something to chill it out. It's actually very very clever management, I think. Yeah, I know it is. And another one that's broken. Uh, it's the title of the video actually. Erling Haaland, Alfie Inge Haaland's son, isn't it? It is. Could miss Red Bull Salzburg versus Liverpool match due to an illness. This is the guy who who scored a hat trick last time out in the in the in the Champions League as they beat Genk six two. Uh, and the injury update is he's sick. And we don't quite know when he will be back. Hopefully over the next few days. That was Salzburg sporting director. The next two days are important. He is checked by a doctor every day. And this is pretty much one of their most outstanding talents isn't it so this could, could be good for Liverpool but ultimately when it comes down to stay we're a couple of days out from this Champions League game now Liverpool need to go and produce in this game you know we got through on our home form last time out we lost against Napoli away in the Champions League and it's time to put that right isn't it and get three points yeah. in our Champions League defence underway it's never a bad thing when the other team are missing a guy who scored 17 goals in 10 you know, if, if he's got the flu or something and well, never mind. Hopefully, he gets better on Thursday. But, but I, I imagine Liverpool, Liverpool will prepare for the fact that he's going to be there. Mm. And then, if he's not, it's kind of like an added bonus, isn't it? And, and you're right. What you say is that 
Having lost in Naples, this is a game that people need to win. The group look, again, I recorded the, uh, the build-up for the show, which I imagine going out in the next day or so, is that if you win this and then hopefully you get ganked back-to-back and can win that twice, yeah. you're on nine points and everything's rosy. You know, everything's fine. If Salzburg come and give you a bloody nose and all of a sudden you're third in the group and you've only got one or no points, all of a sudden... The clock's ticking, isn't it? You've only got four games left. And, you, and, you and the pressure gets cranked up exactly. as well with those games against Genk. And, and we saw last time out, we spoke last year about you know those two games against Belgrade being the one. We go out there, we beat Belgrade 4-0 in the home leg. Yeah. And then we obviously we lost 2-0 away from home. And there was a lot of pressure put on those games because of that. And I don't know whether we coasted into the second game thinking, well, we've just done these 4-0 last yeah. time out. But we didn't kick on. They came and their atmosphere was absolutely incredible. So there's, there's things that we can look at last season to go like we need to take these games seriously yeah, yeah. and this is where it starts a uh, little injury update ahead of uh, the next game anyway um, Allison looked like he was going to return to full training yesterday uh, Sunday the 29th of September uh, we've got a little something about Allison highlighted uh, Liverpool was set to make a final decision over goalkeeper Allison Becker ahead of a possible return to train on Sunday the 29th of September Brazilian is unlikely to return to action until Oct- until after October's international break with the Klopp in no rush to risk his number one goalkeeper. And that really stays all down to the form of one Adrian San Miguel, isn't it? It is, mate, yeah. If, it, if things had gone badly with Adrian, you would be taking risks on, on Alisson, wouldn't you? If he was like 90%, you'd be thinking, let's get him in for Leicester. You'd probably, you'd probably leave him out Wednesday and then let's get him back for Leicester. No need, you know what I mean? As it is, Adrian hasn't lost the game in terms of... Uh, in the, in the league and stuff so it makes sense why risk him just get get him fit and then obviously it's the international break I imagine he won't go away with Brazil and then get him fit and fire him for United away which is a bit, obviously a big game for him to come back into so to be fair the medical staff have done really well there I mean the initial reports weren't great I didn't think um, when he first went I thought geez, that could be a season one thankfully it's, it's been it's been treated better like I say Liverpool have coped well in his absence. Uh, Jaden Shaqiri suffered a calf tear in training last week uh, ahead of the clash with MK Dons. Um, We don't know uh, how long he's going to be out, but it looked like it was just a little tear, according to Pep Linders. We need to wait a couple of days, but for sure he's not in contention for tomorrow. That was last week. Uh, He needs some rest, so he'll not be involved. Nathaniel Klein looks like he's going to be out for a long time, which I think we already knew. That was the cruciate ligaments injury in pre-season. Paul Glattel's exactly the same. It looks like Paul Glattel will miss the entire season. Uh, something that we knew a while ago but it's up there so we thought we'd bring it back to you um, little one about Kenny Dalglish talking about Steven Gerrard can be next I think last week State Jürgen Klopp spoke about how it could be Kenny or um, Steven Gerrard it's I wasn't feeling the Kenny links, if I'm honest. <laughs> no. Like, you know, absolute hero, legend, um, unbelievable player and manager for Liverpool and person. He's all right where he is. He's sound. <laughs> He's boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's sound just looking out and seeing his name above that <laughs> above that centenary stand. If he comes back and does crap, would he take the take the name off? That's that's the problem he's got, isn't he? Mm. You can't have to say if you know we come sixteenth and we can't have the Kenny Dagley stand, can we? So. No, but I mean I find it interesting. I'd like to do a bit more in depth on the on the Steven Gerrard stuff because I think, you know, Pet Linders obviously takes the press conference last week and he comes across like a fella who knows exactly uh, what he's what he's doing. Now I was having a really interesting conversation with Dave Maddock last week um about Pep and he felt that Pep is one of those guys who implicitly understands the analytics side of things. And a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Not to take words out of his mouth, but I'm absolutely taking words out of his mouth. He was a little unsure whether Steven Gerrard was that type of a manager, to be honest with you. Um, where do you stand on it, looking forwards? Um, I would imagine when Klopp goes, Gerrard's next. I think that's the reason he's in Rangers now. You know, and I think that's the reason why he turns Newcastle down, doesn't he? He probably didn't want to manage against Liverpool in the Premier League. In case you know, it goes badly, then what you do? I think he, he's there. I think he's saving almost like an apprenticeship at Rangers to come in. It's a big risk. Listen, there's nothing to suggest that Steven Gerrard is going to be a world-class manager. We don't know that yet. He's done well at Rangers to an extent, but they're still an inconsistent team in a, in a very up-and-down league. He's done all right so far in the Europa League as well. But, listen, I'm, I'd be... If Jürgen Klopp walked tomorrow, I'd be amazed if Steven Gerrard wasn't next in. Mm-hmm. But uh, it isn't the slam dunk thing that is, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of just accepted that, isn't it? Like, we could be the best team, touch wood, when Klopp goes in the world, and yet we're going to be bringing our fella in, who used to play for us and now has managed Rangers. From the outside looking in, I don't think everyone would be like, are we sure? Like, are we sure we're not going to go and get Max Allegri, or are we not going to go and get, you know, the. Whoever the, the the big names of Europe, we're going to go back to a lad who listen. He, he could be the next Pep Guardiola, but he could be the next game soon. We just don't know what Steven Gerrard is yet. So it, it, as and when that time comes, whether it's two, three, four years, it's, it's going to be a risk. I think they'll be looking at Lampard at Chelsea. I think they'll be looking at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Manchester United and seeing what those things are doing I mean, and how they've panned out and stuff, isn't it? Because you know. You know, off the top of my head, I like Tuchel, I like Nagelsmann, I like those types of manager, and they're the ones who seem to be very progressive. And I'm not saying Stephen isn't, uh, and Stephen obviously the the club means the world to him, and I'm sure he'd fight tooth and nail to yeah. to keep it on its on its perch. But yeah, we, we don't it's, know it's what it is, do we? No, not at all. Um, so Liverpool set up points. Uh, Porto coach Vita Matos smooth path from the academy to the first team. Now this is the developmental yeah. role that Pep Linders used to fill. Uh, so in charge really of making sure that the young Kids are ready when they are called upon to the first team. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a 
position that hasn't been filled since Pep Landers was moved up to a proper assistant manager's position. Um, it was supposed to have gone through last Thursday, but it doesn't look like it's quite gone through yet today. Um, a, a position that I believe will become even more important when Kirby and everything is, is sorted and the, the players are all going to be there. Yeah, it, it, it is an important role, isn't it? It's, again, it's probably actually, it's, I, I'd go flip and say it's probably more important now. Oh, maybe, when, yeah. Because Klopp doesn't know what's going on down the road. He's, he's, he's in West Derby and the younger players are in, in, in Kirby. But it's, the link between academy and, and first team has to, it has to be the, you know, what I mean, it has to be so crucial. And if it's one, if it is just one, the case of one person who's just bits of relaying bits of information back and forward, advising Klopp on, you know, keep an eye out on this lad. He's fifteen, but keep, wow, you know, th those kind of things. And also, going back the other way, he needs to make sure that the academy implementing what Jurgen wants. Yes, there's no point then producing players who can't play for the first team I'll because we need pro the, the profile of Liverpool's players right now is set, isn't yeah. it? And someone needs to be there. So why you, you could easily go back to them and go, why why are you playing that big lad up front on you know hoof and ball? We don't want that, we want this. So it's it's a back and forth. It's, it's a really important job. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, I don't know much about the guy, but hopefully it goes well. One more news story before we get to the comments. If you've got any thoughts on any of the stories that we've spoken about so far, please get them in. Um, the Kiravea story, Red Bull, power of Anfield, that type of stuff, the Haaland injury. Uh, get your comments in now and Sire looks to get something to us. Uh, Liverpool to play at a Qatar 2022 World Cup venue in December in the World Club Cup semi-final. Um, Liverpool set to play a brand new 2022 World Cup venue when they compete in the Club <coughs> World Cup in Qatar in December. Uh, we'll start in a 40,000 capacity Education City Stadium in Doha. Um, the venue, which is to be tested as work intensifies ahead of Qatar 2022, will host the third place playoff and the final. Um, nothing can possibly go wrong with this, surely. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not been built yet and we've got fixtures going into it. Um, yeah, it's bizarre, but... Listen, the fact that that place is getting the World Cup in the first place is quite bizarre. Mm. This is almost like the, the Club World Cup. Are they, like, are they using Qatar to, to test it out ahead of the World Cup? It kind of, you get that sense, don't you? So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. December's going to be absolutely crazy for Liverpool. There's going to be lots of flying, lots of games. Lots of, I mean, you're going to be Um Get your points in now, though, as far as the team are concerned. Get, yeah, just stack them now. points as fast as you possibly can. Yeah, stack them now and, and hope that you can make it. Listen, it's, it's two games. It's not the end of the world, but... It is, it is still a bit of a distraction. Like you say, who knows, come November time, who knows where that ground's going to be at, like what's going to be the situation. It, it isn't ideal, I don't think. Mm. But it's the chance to call yourself the best team in the world. Got to go and take it, got to go and win it. Yeah, unlike American sports where they just win their league and announce themselves <laughs> world champions. Uh, go figure. Anyway, still sports that I love, if I'm honest. Uh, just have a, have a problem with how they call themselves world champions <laughs> when they're not. Uh, so, let's get into some of the comments. Sorry, before then. you say that, would you, so are we saying that the... We should make like the New England Patriots play like the London Monarchs to see who's going to win the title. Because I know who's going to win. I'll be honest. I've got I've got money on that already. So maybe they can. They're just presuming. No, no. All right. No, so. they're not. They're not world champions. You have to go and beat. They, they, the, 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 they basically just won the MLS Cup. <laughs> That's all they've done. They've got two leagues. They've decided that the winners of that are then named the world champions. They've not even invited anybody else to play them. At least what about them. the Canadian Football League? Again, I'll back to <laughs> I know who my money's on. Fair enough, yeah. Maybe they should have a little a round robin themselves, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's get into some of the uh, comments then, please, mate. Uh, yeah, we've got a few. There's a bit of a discussion going on about the Carabao Cup, whether it would be a good thing if we did get kicked out of it. So <laughs> we've got. Um, then Den says we need the Carabao for the young players, or we'll have more like Bobby Duncan. And Daniel Leyland says, I hope we stay in the Carabao Cup. I want to see more of the young lads. I want to see more of Adrian after Alisson returns from injury. But then I need to eat the bacon, says. 
we're best off out of the Carabao Cup. We need to concentrate on the league and the Champions League. I don't know where you stand, Steve, but I'm, I'm, I think we need the Carabao Cup this season. I just want to see Harvey Elliott again. Just stick us in the keeper in it. Um, he's right on the Bobby Duncan one's a good point. You can feed these young lads three, four, five first team games just by playing. If you get decent draws, even if you don't, there's nothing to stop them picking the kids against Arsenal, for example. So it, it becomes an issue maybe when the semi-finals are about and you've got to see where you go, but you can't you can't want not to be in it. I think you've got again what I would what I don't want Jürgen to do is pick the first team players in it. Mm. So as long as he keeps picking this the similar team that he picked uh, Milton Keynes, let them live and die by their own sword. If they win, sound lads, you get another go. If you lose, well. It's your own fault, you should have won the game. Four of the last six winners of the uh, Carabao Cup or whatever it's called, the League Cup, have gone on to win the Premier League as well. So there's something in that, I'm sure. Um, obviously, disregard that if we get knocked out by Arsenal. <laughs> it's not all based on that, because two of the last six didn't. Uh, so there you go. Uh, but no, for me, Steve, I think the interesting thing is, you know, it's not just about the youth, it's about the other squad players. I mean, it's yeah. it's the likes of, you know, obviously Shakiri missed last week. Joey that Gomez. would have been a good game. Joe Gomez, Adam Lallana. These lads who need first-team football, yeah. James Milner, in case of an injury. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at, and I keep, I've said this for a few months now, going back into last season, when you look at Manchester City's squad, the reason that I believe that they're able to offer, apart from the fact that they've got loads of money and get good players through the door to sit on the bench, is because they're going deep in all the rest of the competitions. When you go deep, you can guarantee games to yeah. people. So it's, I think it's harder for Liverpool to get a bigger squad. And listen, Klopp likes a small squad as well, so I understand that. Um, but I do think you need to be able to offer them another five or ten games a season across the Carabao and the FA Cup to keep them interested yeah. and keep them uh, going. I'm forward. fit. Yeah, match that's, that's fit. The main thing. It's going to be at some point Liverpool might have two injuries, and all of a sudden you're relying on ex-players to go in. Who hasn't played for... Well, Lovren hadn't played this season. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he looked rusty because you're too, you're of it. You don't want him playing you're, like You're a suspension and an injury away from Daniel Lovren playing three games in the Premier League. Yeah. You've got to keep these lads at least just ticking over and keep them sane. The last thing they want is just training, bench, training, sitting in the stands. It's bit in mind. You know, that's when you start getting fractions in the squad. So, I, I think we need to stay in it. I just don't want... I don't want any first team. Like, the, the team, they can just... They can have a rest every Wednesday or Tuesday. Absolutely. Okay, one more, mate. Um, an interesting one, I'd say we haven't got too much time, but John Marlon says we should rotate for Salzburg as we have Leicester at home just three days after they were in good form. What do you oh, think? I don't know about rotating for Salzburg. If there's a time to, it probably is after the fact that these lads played last week, a lot of them. But when we're talking rotate, I mean, we're not talking kids for a start. You might be talking Dibakarigi. Um And you might no, be talking uh, James Milner. Yeah, again, with Kaita, maybe. But... Even then, after only getting 60 and not being on the bench, he wasn't on the bench at the weekend, was he, Kaita? He's probably, it's probably a tough ask for him. I, I, I wouldn't, personally, Klopp, Klopp, because never it's has. the international break after Leicester. And I think that's where, hopefully, you can get a bit of a rest. He's never rested. He's very rarely rested Champions League. But, you know, especially at home, I think he sees it as win our home games and then we can see where we are. Again, you could get to post-Geng and it could, you see where the, the group, Napoli and, uh, and Salzburg could have had two draws. And all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're sitting pretty, aren't you? So with a fixture in December that you can rest players for. I don't think he will. I I, th- I don't think he should. I think you can rotate them in field where the options are similar. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think like a, the back four and the front three, I'd be amazed if he did anything different than than the norm. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Thank you very much for your comments. Uh, don't forget to check out the Athletic. Uh, that link is www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash Red Menus. Get fifty percent off your yearly subscription. Get down to about two pound fifty per month. We'll leave a link in the description and the pin comments. Steve, thank you very much for joining me. Sai, thank you very much for the comments. And you guys, thank you for being involved, typing in your comments, leaving us your thoughts. It's been an absolute pleasure. Once again, we'll see you on Red Menus tomorrow. Ta-da. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.